Thank you so much for checking out the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills podcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's sermon. We invite you to stop by www.cccch.org to find out more about our church and to make plans to visit us on a Sunday morning. Over the past few years, I've been reacquainted with singing the ABCs to my kids. We use this song primarily to teach our kids the letters of the alphabet, but we also use this song to help us know how long to brush our teeth or wash our hands. And one day as I was singing it, my son Max interrupted me and asked, what's LMNO? And I was confused by his question, but after he said it again, I realized he was referring to the part of the song where we sometimes sing very fast and blur the letters L, M, N, and O together into one letter. I've been more aware of making sure I say these letters slowly, especially when both my kids' first names start with these blurred together letters. Now, I'm sure your mind right now has gone to thinking about the ABCs and you're probably realizing that you too have blurred these four letters together when singing it. Now, for some reason, we just skip from the letter K to the letter P and make LMNO out to be an unrecognizable letter in our English language. You know, as I was thinking about this, I kind of feel like 2020 should be LMNO. (laughs) We just need to blur right through it, forget about it, and just go from K to P, from 2019 to 2021. In the timeline of our life, 2020 is LMNO. (laughs) We've got through it. Let's just forget about it and move on from it anytime we think of or reflect on our lives ever again. (laughs) I know I would be the first one to sign up for this change to the alphabet of our lives. Yet as we end this year and step into 2021, it's important to realize this truth from God's Word. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time for everything, every emotion, every high, every low, every good, every bad. King Solomon, the author of this book in the Bible, is historically known as the wisest person who ever lived. And in this section, he begins to list these difficult times we all experience in our lives. Now, you can read through verses 2 through 8 on your own, but I want to focus on one of these specific times he talks about in verse 4. He writes that there is a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. When it comes to laughing and dancing, we do our fair share of these things in the Isabelli house. It's easy to have these moments throughout the day with toddlers in your house. Yet when there is mourning and weeping, we as parents do our best to quickly help our kids with these feelings so that they don't have these constant tears and sadness throughout the day. As a father, the last thing I want to see is my kids crying or sad because of difficult circumstances they have to experience that are out of their control. In 2020, we've missed out on birthday parties, family gatherings, in-person school, indoor playgrounds, things that made Nora and Max sad. And there was absolutely nothing Maria and I could do about it. For the sake of my kids, I want us to LMNO those feelings and get back to the dancing and to the laughing. But I just want to go from K to P. But I'm reminded there is a time for everything. An opportunity to feel those big feels, even if they don't feel so good. And so today we begin a series called Lessons Learned in 2020. 
in which we are going to take some time over the course of these next four weeks to be exact to reflect on this unforgettable year. Even though it is a year we probably would like to forget. And the reason we need to do this is because God was not silent in 2020. He didn't stop working, stop engaging in our lives. He didn't stop being the personal loving God that He has always been and always will be to us. Not only is there a time for everything, but as the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. There are experiences and lessons we can pull out of 2020 that are for our good. Despite the sin and brokenness that is in our world, any difficult season we endure, God can use for our good to make us more like Jesus. As followers of Jesus, our job is to think, feel, and process everything in our lives, especially the hardships. And so my hope is that over the course of the next four weeks, we would together reflect on 2020 and see how that can change our 2021 and beyond. And each of these weeks, we'll be using those unforgettable letters of L, M, N, and O to guide our teaching time together. Today, we start with the letter L, and the first lesson we can learn from 2020 is to lament. You may be thinking to yourself, what does that even mean? I've heard this word in the Bible before, but we don't really use it today. The word lament is something we have already alluded to this morning, the concept of reflecting on difficult seasons of life. Lament is defined as a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. It is feeling those big feels, allowing our hearts to feel the pain, to mourn the losses that we have endured in our lives. The Bible speaks to lamenting quite often. In fact, there is a whole book of the Bible entitled Lamentations that is about lamenting and mourning loss in this world. About one-third of the Psalms in our Bible are labeled as lament psalms. It is clear that the world we live in is not God's ideal. But until Jesus returns and God creates a new heaven and a new earth, we will live in brokenness and we will have opportunities to lament. But lamenting isn't something we tend to do well, especially here in America. Think about the last time that you had a bad day or days. (laughs) What did you do? Did you go to social media to take your mind off of it and mindlessly scroll for hours and All of a sudden, it's well past midnight. Or did you watch something on Netflix to forget about your day? And before you know it, your Saturday is gone. Did you eat your favorite snack or sweet to push it out of your mind and now that whole bag of chips or that whole bag of cookies is empty? For others, maybe you have found yourself reliant on those extra glasses of wine a few extra bottles of beer, and instead of enjoying them for flavor and taste, you use them so that you don't have to feel those feelings. To take it a step further, you may know someone who has overused substances, that there are other things that don't cut it, but the high and the lack of feeling a prescription or non-prescription drug can cause is worth not having to feel those feelings. You know, without realizing it, we've become a culture of pushing away hardships for the pursuit of happiness. Specifically, 
What can give me instant happiness in that moment? Yet that's not healthy for our souls because the one who created our souls created them to lament, to have passionate expressions of grief and sorrow, not to push them away or distract us from them. So how can we do that? Like, how can we be intentional about lamenting, counting our losses, licking our wounds from 2020 without going down a spiral of depression and defeat? You know, I believe Psalm 13 is one of the best and most simple psalms of lament that shows us how we can lament practically. The article and commentary on Psalm 13 that I'm about to share with you this morning, I actually shared before and walked us through a prayer of lament back in June on Facebook Live during our God With Us moments this past summer. We spent time lamenting over the injustices and the suffering and the pain that was at an all-time high in our country. And we'll link to that video where we spent about 30 minutes specifically walking through the four stages of lament that this author outlines for us on Psalm 13. We'll also put the link to that article written by a pastor from the Indianapolis area named Mark Rogop. He has also written a great book on lamenting entitled, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, Discovering the Grace of Lament. Now, I would encourage you to take some time in this next week to go through this process of lamenting as we wrap up 2020. Taking 20 minutes, 30 minutes to lament over 2020 could be the game changer you need for your life as you begin 2021. So in Psalm chapter 13, verse 1, we read the psalmist, King David, the author of this psalm, declare his true feelings to God as he writes, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? See, this is the first step we need to take in lamenting. We have to turn to God. The idea of pushing it away, drowning out our pain in food, drink, technology, substances, etc. is the opposite of what God desires for us to do. As followers of Jesus, we can all agree that in 2020, we felt what David was feeling in verse 1. God, where are you? Seems like you forgot about me. Maybe you did say that to him, but only in your mind because you were afraid of, like a bolt of lightning would come down and strike you if you said it out loud. Yet this is the place to start with lamenting. And might I suggest that instead of just saying it out loud, we write it down. List out the lows, the losses that you felt in 2020. Say them out loud and ask God to begin to show you where he was present in your life during this time. And after you've done this, we take the next step to bring our complaint. Look at verse 2 where David writes this. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts day after day and have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? You know, in this verse, David is specific about what is making him feel forgotten by God. He is lonely. He's on the run from King Saul. He's lost his best friend, Jonathan. He's missing people as he goes from cave to cave in the mountainside of Israel to avoid being killed by Saul and his entire army. He feels like his enemy Saul will defeat him, even though God has told him that he will be the next king over Israel. See, David gets specific about what he is feeling and enduring. And we would do well to do the same. In that list that maybe you've already started, 
what I ask you to do this is now right next to it or below it, wherever, how you felt in those moments of loss and pain in 2020. So you lost your job. What was your feeling then? And how are you feeling now? You lost a loved one. You lost times to be with family, even over this Christmas season, lost sources or amounts of income. You lost friends who moved away because of new job opportunities they were forced to take due to COVID-19. For most of us, we are still in the middle of these losses. So evaluate your heart. Write down how long, oh Lord, will I have to go through this and feel these feelings. Be honest with your thoughts and put pen to paper for you and God to read. Now, here's where things can shift in our lament. It's the third step in lamenting is to ask boldly for help. Look at what David writes here in verse 3 and 4. It says this, Look on me and answer, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. You see, in our lament, we have felt those losses. We have opened our hearts to God. But now we are asking God to move in our lives. David isn't whining or complaining about what he's going through, but he's expecting God to move differently in his life. Why? Because when God moves, he gets the glory. We recognize that God is the one who is in control over our lives. He is the one who has us in the palm of his hands. Though David is enduring hard circumstances, he is confident that this won't last forever. And in the same way, we can boldly ask God to move. Now, our expectation for God to move is not always his reality. We might ask boldly for a specific job and not get it because God has another one waiting for us. We might ask boldly to reestablish our former income levels, but God wants us to get our spending habits in line with his priority first. We might ask boldly to have some normalcy in our lives for us and for our kids, but God is still developing resiliency and mental toughness for us that we would never have developed otherwise and we will need for our future. Even though our expectation for God to move might not line up for how God really moves, we need to ask boldly for His help and His presence in our lives because God knows what our hearts need better than we know our own hearts. And so the last thing, after asking boldly, the last thing we do in our lament is to choose to trust God. Look at how David wraps up this lament to God in verses 5 and 6. He writes this, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Wait, David, you're, you're still hiding. <laughs> you're still lonely. Your circumstances have not changed. How can you trust in God's love, God's goodness? How can you trust in God's saving power in your life? Answer, David's circumstances do not define God's character. And in our context, 2020 does not change who God is. As we talked about in our summer series, The Real God, we look to God's Word. We put on His lenses to see our world and see who He is. And not only is He loving, good, just, and holy, but He's faithful. As the author of Hebrews writes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God had promised to David that he would one day be king. No matter what David was enduring, he could hold to that truth and also realize he did nothing to deserve God's loving kindness in his life. And in the same way, we don't deserve God's love. 
But because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we can fully experience His love and presence in a forever relationship with Him by faith. That starts from the day you and I trust in Him as our Savior and goes into eternity. And so as we ask boldly, And we trust God. I'm just struck by this quote I've heard in various forms from various pastors throughout the years. It goes something like this. If God answered your prayers, would it change the world or only change your world? You know, within our lament prayers, we have to realize that this life we live, it's it's not about us. It's not about what I want or desire. It's about God getting the glory and helping people see their need for a relationship with Jesus that we were all created for. At CCCH, we say it this way, that our mission is together we will help people find new life in Jesus Christ. And so as we boldly ask God to move, as we reaffirm our trust in Him, we can be reminded that 2020 was an opportunity to live in such a way to show people how amazing Jesus is. There's nothing wrong in asking God to move and change our lives, but our heart's deepest desire is only satisfied for our changed life to be used by God to change the lives of others that we interact with daily. You know, this mindset helps us reestablish our trust in Him. We can think to ourselves, and I think to myself, Wow, God, the God of the universe who spoke everything into existence loves me personally. Gave up his son to die for my sins. And even when I fall short and act the furthest thing from loving, he still forgives me. And he uses my broken life to help others. He truly makes beauty out of the ashes of my life. See, lament leads me and it leads you to a deeper love of God. So, are you going to join me? Join your church family in lamenting this year? It's going to make us feel all those big feels. We may shed some tears. We may sit in silence for quite some time. We may feel discouraged as reality hits us. But because of who God is and what He's done for us, we can ask God for change and have confidence that whatever happens in the next days and weeks and months ahead, it will make us experience His love in greater ways than before. So let's not waste 2020. Let's start and continue to lament because it's for our good and it's for His glory. We hope that you've enjoyed today's sermon. Please check us out at www.cccch.org and plan a visit for next Sunday. We would love to see you.